0: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
1: The title of the message today is, You're Greater Than You Think. And we're using the passage was read for us from John chapter 14, but I'd like us to read together the twelfth verse, which is a key to... What we have to say today. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. What a breathtaking promise given to us by our Lord. On the surface of it, it seems almost incredible. If this is even remotely possible, then we have to admit that we have never really taken Jesus seriously. Most of us here today will have to confess that we have been satisfied with far less than Jesus had in mind for us. When we consider the works that Jesus did, healing of the sick, opening blind eyes and deaf ears, restoring crippled limbs, returning the violently insane to normalcy. Yes, and even the raising of the dead. The question that we need to ask is, was Jesus seriously promising That we, you and I, would not only do these same works, but even greater works than he did. Could he really be serious? You bet he was. Then why are we not able to function with the same power and authority as Jesus did? Because of our lack of faith. And it is this lack of faith which leads us constantly to apologize for our humanity. We seem to think that um, because we are human beings, we are destined to fail and not to be able to achieve what God wants us to achieve. So what do I mean? You see, when some great possibility opens before us, when some great challenge is thrust upon us, When the invitation comes to break step with the crowd around us, we are likely to say, I'm only human, you know, if you don't follow through. Of course, you're only human, but don't keep apologizing for it. Don't use it as a cop out when you have the promise of Jesus that you have been given the power to do amazing things beyond what you can imagine. This was what the Apostle Paul meant when he said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse, and verse 13, For I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. I don't hear many Christians talking like that, that they can do whatever needs to be done in the strength of Christ but I I want uh, to challenge us today with a few of the truths suggested by uh, our text from John 14 and the first point is you are more than you think you are you are more than you think you are you can become so preoccupied with past failures, with what isn't going right in your life, that it can turn the sky of your life into dark clouds of gloom. Whenever you begin to get pessimistic about your life, about your circumstances, it is because you have forgotten who you are. You see, negative thinking will defeat us every time. You'll never rise above where you are now if you keep putting yourself down and if you keep telling yourself that you can't do this and you can't do that. And so I'd say to you, banish the word can't and impossible from your vocabulary as as a believer in Christ. Sure, you can't do it by yourself, but with Christ's help, you can do whatever needs to be done. Because there's a power from outside you, which is now residing in you, which enables you to do the impossible. It's whenever you're feeling down, whenever you are feeling sorry for yourself, remember the words of David in Psalm 8 verses 3 through 6 where David says I look at your heavens which you made with your fingers I see the moon and stars which you created but why are people even important to you why do you take care of human beings you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor You put them in charge of everything you made. You put all things under their control. You see, if I put the words of the psalmist with that of Jesus, then I know that I am greater than I think that I am. The potential for good, the potential for changing our circumstances, the potential for transforming the the circles in which we move and making an impact for God is limited only by the smallness of our faith. Without faith, you cannot please God. Without faith, you cannot claim the promises of God. Without faith... You are like a ship without sail, an engine without power. Without faith, you will always have a defeated life. You were designed for the big leagues. You were designed uh, to to soar like an eagle and not just to be walking around like a chicken. (laughs) You are greater than you think you are. You are more than you think you are. But the, in Colossians chapter 1, 19 and 23, the Apostle Paul had this to say, he says, For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, He has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. We don't really grasp fully what God has done for us. That we who have been separated from him, we who have been running away from him have been called back to, to trust him and to depend on what he did on the cross for us. And as a result, we are different from what we used to be. And there are no possibilities for us which were not present before. In 1985, this is a story I've told several times, but in 1985, After the disastrous earthquake that hit Mexico City, the Los Angeles Times reported a beautiful story that took place in the streets of their city. A little Japanese-American boy decided that he would like to do something to help the victims of the earthquake in Mexico. When he heard that the damages had gone into the millions of dollars He declared that he would like to raise $1 million himself to send to the victims. He started going door to door in Los Angeles selling postcards for 25 cents each. When he came to one house and presented his case, or his cause, the man asked him how much he hoped to raise. And without hesitating, the little boy said, One million dollars, sir. One million dollars, the man exclaimed. That's a lot of money. Do you expect to raise it all by yourself? The little boy replied, Oh no, sir, there's another little boy helping me. You see, with that kind of faith, and the, the desire to do something which is bigger than he was, we can accomplish far more than we do today. You see, commitment and expectation of that sort enables us to tackle the impossible. Add to that the divine factor, the plus of Christ's power, and there is nothing that you cannot accomplish If you will put yourself to it. There's something you can be but will never be apart from Jesus Christ. You will do great, greater things than I have done, says Jesus, because I'm going to the Father. So look at the proof. In his own day, Jesus made only a passing impression on his own country and almost none on the great world beyond Palestine. But his followers have swept across the earth, winning masses for the master, far more than Jesus ever did while he was here on earth. There are some two billion people now who name the name of Christ, who claim to be Christians. People by the millions have been healed in his name, in lands that would never have heard his name, had not the had not spirit-filled missionary doctors, nurses, preachers, and others gone to those places with the healing love of Jesus Christ. Little children by the tens of thousands are being kept from starvation today around the world. Because Christians... Have committed themselves to doing the greater things than Jesus did. Christians in this country and in every continent of the world are doing incredible things which baffle the mind, and every one will tell you that the inspiration and the power which made it possible came from Jesus and the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. So wherever you find a natural disaster, you'll find Christians among the first to show up, uh, to to help, because they believe that that God will be with them as they seek to do what they need to do in order to relieve the suffering of people. There's something you can be, but will never be apart from Jesus Christ. You see, you don't have to think of the dramatic Of what's going on that I just spoke about in the world. The miracles that are taking place. Just think of your daily life. Jesus can make you a loving, caring person. You will never be without him. Jesus can make you a forgiving person that you could never be apart from him. Jesus can make you a serving people. Someone, some some serving person. Someone who can uh, extend yourself beyond yourself in order to help somebody else. You see, we often think of ourselves first, but that's not the biblical way. You think of yourself last. And I know that's difficult, but um, we place Christ first and then others second, and then ourselves come third. And when we do that, God will see to it that our needs are taken care of we're always concerned about if I do such and such what will happen to me but the fact is that God has so ordained that uh, when we do for others he will do for us as well as others will do for us as well the third point is prayer enables us to transcend the limitation of being human prayer enables us to transcend the limitation of being human notice how Jesus links his promise about the greater things we will do with his equally amazing promise about prayer in verses 13 and and 14 he says you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it because the work of the son brings glory to the father yes ask anything in my name and I will do it if we go a little further up in John 15:7 it says if you remain in me and follow my teachings you can ask anything you want and it will be given you these are almost unbelievable promises you know a promise is as good as a person who makes a promise and Jesus will never fail us he'll never disappoint us if we take his promises seriously notice that Jesus says the same thing twice it is obvious that he wants his promise to register in our minds He does not want us to miss such an incredible promise. Jesus did not say, apart, or ask for anything in my name, and I might do it. Or ask for anything in my name, and I will probably do it. No, he was very emphatic. In verse 13, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Verse 14, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. But I want you to note that it is only what we ask for in Christ's name that he promises to give to us. Note also that we can continually count on receiving what we ask for only if what we ask will advance God's cause and bring him glory and honor. That is the key to asking and receiving the advancement of God's cause, not ours. And the glory of God's, God's name, not ours. You see, quite often when we do something, we, we are saying, what's in it for me? Rather than, how will this help someone else? But if we are asking God for something... Even if we pray in Christ's name and have mountain-moving faith, we will not receive an answer if our motives are purely selfish, if it's simply for ourselves alone, if we have no regard for the glory of God or the advancement of his kingdom. We need to, to get onto God's agenda Find out what God is doing and join him in doing what he is doing. And when we do so, we will discover that we can advance his cause and bring glory to his name. So when we are consumed by the desire to bring glory to God, whatever we ask for, we will receive for our request will be in line with his will and purpose for us. If we have not been receiving answers to our prayers, then we need to ask ourselves some questions. For example, what is my purpose in asking God to do such and such a thing for me? Will the answer bring glory to his name? Will the job I have been praying for be used to advance the cause of God? If God gives me the financial success that I'm praying for, will I honor him by giving him tithes and offerings? Or will we simply take the credit for whatever we have accomplished and forget all about God? These questions should expose our motives. Now in John chapter 14 verses 15 and 17, Jesus says, If you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do. Because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And the later is us now that the Holy Spirit is here. He lives in us. And unless you have the Holy Spirit in you, then you don't belong to him, according to the, the scriptures. But the, the point that Jesus is making here is, is that the Holy Spirit is our counselor or advocate and he will lead us into all truth and empower us to do what we could not do in and of ourselves so here we have the promise of Jesus about the Holy Spirit coming uh, to replace him the promise of his indwelling presence in us you see in the New Testament alone the Holy Spirit is mentioned nearly 300 times and the one word which with which the Spirit is constantly associated, is power. You see, if Christ is our Savior and the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in our life, then we don't ever have to apologize for being human. We are an extension of Christ. He occupies our body and mind and works through us. This is no longer us that's doing what we're doing. It's Christ in us that allows us to do what, what we do. So, don't say, my brothers and sisters, I'm only human as a way of making excuse for your failures or for not putting some effort into what you're doing. You are more than human if the spirit of Christ is in you. I know that the world cannot understand that. But when we become Christians, we are people of dual nature. We have the old human nature and we have the divine nature in us. So God resides in us and as a result we can do far more than we can even imagine. Now listen to the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ... And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, we need to realize that in these mortal bodies, these sinful bodies, the Holy Spirit resides and he empowers us to do the impossible, to take on tasks which we we did not think we could uh, take on or accomplish. So we need to recognize that we are a very special people called by God to represent him in this world and he's going to work in and through us. Let me repeat an illustration I've used um, many times before. But an Indian legend relates that an Indian found an eagle's egg and put it into the nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with the chickens and grew up with them. All its life, the eagle thought it was a chicken and did what chickens do. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and and insects to eat. It uh, clucked and cackled And it flew no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, that's how chickens were supposed to fly. Years passed. The eagle grew very old. And one day it saw a magnificent bird far above it in the cloudless sky, soaring with scarcely a beat of its strong wings. That's a beautiful bird said the eagle, what is it? Oh, that's an eagle, the chief of the birds, the, his neighbor said. But don't give it a second thought. You could never be like him. And so the eagle never gave it a, another thought, and it died thinking it was a prairie chicken. He said, there is no greater tragedy than to die without knowing who you are and what God has placed to here in this world to do and to be. There is no greater tra- tragedy than to live denying who you are. If you are a child of God, then you are somebody special. And no matter what people may say about you, no matter how, how the world treats you, you are someone special in God's eyes. You may not have it in this society. People may not recognize you for, as, being, as being important in the society. But God recognizes you from heaven. And that is what will, will last forever. Oh, people can say whatever they want uh, now and then. But um, they cannot do what God has done for us and what he is um, preparing for us uh, to do. You see, take hold... Of the power that is in you, which Christ Christ has given you. Never apologize again for being human. You have been given divine power, says Jesus. Power to become all that you are meant to be. Power to rise above your circumstances. Power to break the harmful habits that you have power to overcome temptation, power to live triumphantly, power to handle the trials of life, power to praise and to magnify the Lord in the midst of the difficult circumstances of life. But thank God we serve a Christ who has all power in his hands, creative power, sovereign power, keeping power, transformative power. Therefore, no problem can perplex him No difficulty can discourage him. No circumstance can can confuse him. No adversary can alarm him. No disease can defy him. No question can puzzle him. No devil can defeat him. No power can overcome him. No authority can restrict him. No government can control him. No situation can mystify him. And no man can dethrone him. He and he alone has the capacity, the power, and the resources to meet all of the deficiencies of life that we have now, whether they pertain to the spiritual, the natural, the physical, or the psychological. In all of these areas, Christ is totally, abundantly, gloriously, and lovingly able to supply all that is required for us to be what he created us to be. For there is no burden that the Lord cannot lift. There is no disease that he cannot heal. There is no heartache that he cannot feel. There is no loneliness that he cannot comfort. There is no promise that he cannot keep. There is no doubt that he cannot destroy. There is no problem that he cannot solve. There is no pressure that he cannot relieve. There is no life that he cannot remold into his own image. There is no mountain that he cannot move. No door that he cannot open. No weakness that he cannot strengthen. And the incredible promise our Savior gives us is that if we trust him, if we abide in him, if we love him, and if we serve him, we will share his power and do greater things than he did while he was here on earth. What an incredible privilege. What an incredible honor. And someone needs to say hallelujah. Somebody needs to say praise the Lord. And somebody needs to say glory to God. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.